God has been taking us through a series titled Overcoming Temptation. So just a quick recap this morning. Can somebody tell us quickly and boldly uh, the first uh, common temptation that we look like, that we look at? The first common temptation that we looked at. You can unmute your device and tell us quickly. The temptation to tempt God. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Temptation to tempt God. Temptation to tempt God. Okay, somebody else can tell us the second uh, common temptation that we looked at. Tem uh, sexual temptation. God bless you. Yes, sexual temptation. Sexual temptation. Who can tell us the third category of temptation? Material temptation. God bless you. God bless you. Material temptation. Material temptation. And we have looked at these by the help of God in their play. Now, uh, today we are looking at the last kind of uh, temptation uh, that we are going to be looking at in this series, except if God say otherwise. Um, now, turn your Bible with me to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14. I'm going to read from verse 12 to 17. And then also, uh, I will need somebody to read the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. Uh, we'll read from verse 1 to 2. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Actually, we'll start with Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. So I will read and then somebody else will read Isaiah 14 uh, from verse 12. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Wherefore, seeing we, all, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, look at verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That is who I should be looking unto. That is who you should be looking unto. And who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, uh, let's look at the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 14. Uh, you can read from verse 12 for us if you are there quickly. Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou falling yeah. from heaven, O Lucifer? Amen. Amen. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Mommy is already ready. Can you move closer so that we can? Oh, sorry. God bless you. Thank you. How art thou falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou fall down to the ground, which is wicked? The nations, for thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the side of the north, I will ascend above the hill heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high. Yes, thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the side of the pit. They that see thee shall not only look upon thee and consider thee, saying, is this the man that made the hell to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness, 
and destroy the cities thereof, that open not the house of its prisoners. Amen. Um, Up to 17. God bless you. Now, um, the the Bible says that that openeth not the house of his prisoner. Anyone under the captivity of Satan this morning, the power of God set you free in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, this morning we are looking at uh, the number four category, which is um, uh, the temptation for power. Temptation for power. Many believers have overcome or, you know, the temptation to tempt God. They believe God. They believe his word. They believe everything they say. They are not like the Israelites who tempted God again and again. Now, uh, also some have overcome sexual temptation. God has empowered them. They have they've overcome sexual temptation. Um, you know, and some have also overcome, uh, you know, material temptation, desire to get, you know, wealth, money, and all of that. Uh, but then many are still struggling with the desire for power. The desire for power. Now, from this Bible read the stories that the Bible's the reference that we read. Now, the first one is the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2. The Bible tells us we should lay aside. I must lay aside. That means there are things that are weighing against you. There are things that are weighing against believers. We have to lay them aside. One of them is the temptation for power. Now, we now see in that book of um, you know, Isaiah chapter 14, it summarizes the, the, what happened, what transpired in the heavens while we were yet even conceiving our mother's womb, while our descent, you know, while our father, forefather, father, why even before Adam was conceived, this was what transpires in heaven while Satan was cast down into the earth. Satan, of course, you know, was one of the archangel. Archangel is just like the chief angel. He was one of those people that was that God, you know, created to stand before him. But then one day a thought entered his heart. And the thought was that in verse 14, now uh, Isaiah 14, 14, that scripture is very important. He said that we are sent, and we are sent above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. That is just a thought. And so God heard it, God knew his thought, and God casted him down. Now, he was saying that he want to be like the Most High. He want to be like God. That's temptation to become powerful. That's temptation to wanting to occupy the place of God. Now, as a result of this, he was cast down, and then he became a terror to even to the work of God here on earth. And that's why his judgment has been determined. You can't pray that Satan be saved. It's a waste of time. You can't pray because it's, the, it's judgment and that of his uh, servant and that of his priest and that of his fake prophet and all of them, they have been determined long before the, you know, the foundation of the world. Why? Because they are master. That's why Jesus Christ was teaching. He was talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He said, don't worry about them. They are their they are father, the devil. They belong to the devil. That means Jesus Christ was seeing the character, the lifestyle of Satan in them and he was referring to them. Now, brethren, the desire for power is a very dangerous desire. As a result of this, we have seen many people, many young men and women all over the world who have perished. Some have entered into demonic covenant. 
because of the desire to become powerful. They're not just men, of course, women, of course, included. We have seen young girls, even in those days on campus, you see young girls, sisters who want to become powerful, who want to become powerful and they end up joining occultism. They want to they want to be the, the queen of the campus. They want to be the, the ladies that make things happen in, on campus and in the city. There are many of them that we know we know in those days. But my question is, where are some of them today? Many of them were shot. Many of them died, different things. Many of them in prison. Brethren, I want you to know, it lies in every man, except you yield your life to Jesus Christ, except you allow God to really bro, to really deal with you as, as it relates to flesh and the state of your heart is a desire to become powerful. Now, we must be very courteous with that you know, desire because it is not a good desire. There are good desires and there are bad desires. Now, every child of God is already powerful. Because we look like God, we carry his image, we bear his, you know, his glory. When people see us, they see the glory of God. Now, the temptation for power is temptation to be like God. That's what most people don't understand. We were told of a young man, you know, I remember, I believe I was in high school then, you know, many years back home. Uh, you know, um, you know, when I mentioned some of us might know some of us from probably from from my side of the of the world. Uh, you know, you will know him. He's called uh, Ezego. We were told how, how how powerful this young man was. His name he was very popular. He was very popular. This young man, we were told that he, he was called the king of money. Why he needed power? He needed power. But the way he died, and uh, you know, recently I believe a couple of months. I believe there was a news that Sikai was still showing his property, his, his big house, his cars, how they were wasting somewhere. But he died many years ago. Young people that are here, be careful of your desire to become popular. Young brothers, young daddies and fathers that are here, be careful of the desire to become known. Now, uh, our sisters, our mommies, everyone that is here, be careful of your desire to become powerful because it, power comes from God. Now, you don't need to begin to desire you want to become powerful. Now, if you look at it, if you trace it very closely, everyone that is desiring to become powerful, temptation to become powerful, whether in your career, whether in the things of God, whether spiritually, whether financially, and so on, there is one thing behind it. It is a desire to control people. It is hard to be in charge. It is hard to always want to be in charge. That is, you know, if you check the people that are craving for power, it is because they want to be where God has not placed them. That is very dangerous. Now, that was the desire of Satan. Now, we also saw this desire enter a man. There's a man called Nebuchadnezzar. That we won't be able to read because of time, but you can write it down. Daniel chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5. And then that was the beginning. He first of all set up an image and said everybody must bow down and worship the image. Desire for power. Now, not only that, now he also, we now see in, in, in Daniel chapter 4 from verse 28 to 32. This man at a point one afternoon, he was just walking at the, you know, in his in his wonderful parlor, and he said, This kingdom, my power has created. And immediately the Bible tells us a voice came from heaven and said, This very moment, you are going to be turned to an animal. You're going to be eating grass. Why? Desire for power. 
So if you check people that are who are desirous to become powerful, now you see their their their, their aim is to control people. Their aim is to to be in charge. Their aim is to is to is to control resources. They want to be lords over things, and that is why that is one of the things that is driving a lot of people into politics. That's why a lot of people go into spiritual things. People go into blood covenant just because they want to be powerful. Now, the other side of this is this, is that there is nothing wrong in desiring the power of God for his work. That's not what we are talking about. This one is craving to become powerful. Craving to become powerful. It has lost some people into dangerous terrain that they never return back. So as believers, we must be very careful. Now, it may surprise you to know that anyone desiring power, desiring, I want to be powerful, I want to be known, I want to be this, I want to be in control, I want to be, there's one thing they do. They share God's glory. And there's no man that shares God's glory that will live to be able to testify. Because God said in Isaiah 42 verse 8, he said, my glory I will share with no man. So, brethren, we must be careful not to be victim of the temptation for power. There's nothing wrong in designing power to serve God. Like our Father and the Lord, we can see the product. Today, we are all product of it, of, of the power of God in his life. Daddy, he had the boy, he went to South Korea many years ago, praying inside a cave and, you know, crying to Lord, Lord, enlarge your church. Give me power to raise the dead. Give me power to heal the sea. Give me the power to, to win. So, Lord Jesus, I don't want to be an ordinary pastor. Those are good prayer points. And of course, we are today, we are product of it. But we are talking about, uh, and there's an inner craving inside of you. And that craving is that you want to have power. What is the essence? Not because you want to bring glory to God, but because you want people, it is out of pride. You want people to see you and praise you. We must be very careful. That is not a desire from God. And that kind of desire is stemmed from pride. And we must not allow that kind of desire into our heart. I want you to bow down this your head this morning and begin to appreciate God. And I want you to write down these four prayer points. Uh, write them down, um, you know, and then add your personal prayer point. Uh, number one is mighty God. I thank you for sending the for sending the word of life unto me this morning. I receive it with grace and faith. I thank you for sending the word of life unto me this morning. I receive it with grace and faith. Number two prayer point, mighty God. Or put the seed of pride and arrogance out of my heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Mighty God, please uproot the seed of pride and arrogance out of my heart in the mighty name of Jesus. That's the second prayer point. Number three prayer point is mighty God. Mighty God, rescue me speedily from the grief for power. Rescue me speedily. You have to, yes, God has to arise and rescue you speedily. It has to be very urgent. Why? Because it is it is the path to, to, to the grave. It is a path to hell. It is a path to a dangerous place. Say, Father, mighty God, rescue me speedily from the grave for power, from the grave to be powerful. In the name of Jesus, Father, rescue me. We learn of the story of a woman called Atalia. Atalia, our son was the king. And then her son died. No, she actually, she was one of the people that instrumented, you know, led to the death of her own son. Not only that, why? She wanted to become powerful 
We don't have time to look at that as well. Now, but then this woman did something, another that was even more terrible than what she did before. She went and organized to kill all the male child in of the lineage of his own son. And then there was one that got spared. Why? She, she, she became the king, you know, the queen, of course. But then what happened? She was later killed. She was, she was, there was judgment upon her. So there's no one, if you check in history till now, brethren, anyone that have that evil desire, check what happened to their life. It doesn't matter whether a man or a woman. We also told of a man of God uh, who created, um, you know, Zion City. Many of us might be familiar. His story is, is all over the internet. Uh, many years ago, a very powerful man of God in America. I've forgotten his name. Now, we're told of this man, you know, he became so powerful to the extent he, he created a city. And then from there, you know, after creating a city, it's like having people under his control. We were told that was the downfall of that man. There are some things that is not from God. He became so powerful, he created what they call Zion City in America. Many years ago, people were, you know, it's like, so they blew the ring bell, you know, there's a time. So it's like creating the entire, a different world of his own. But that was what, that was not, you know, it, it, you know, that was what led to his downfall at the end of the day. Now, go ahead and begin to pray. And then lastly, mighty God, honor your word in my life today and cause the heavens to be open for your church in the name of, and then add your personal prayer point. Are you here this morning? You are not born again. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. You see, every evil craving, it is God that can remove them. You can't remove them yourself. And I know God is talking to you this morning. So you are not born again. I want to raise up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Father, this morning, as many that have prayed this prayer, please forgive them their sin. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. If you have prayed that prayer, please send us your detail. You can send it to me privately and I'll forward it to the brethren concerned. We have ongoing believers class that will help you to grow, that will help to solidify your growth in Christ. I want you to join us and the Lord will bless you. Now, the rest of us, let's take the next two minutes and begin to pray. You have the four prayer points, add your personal prayer point, and then begin to appreciate God and we'll come back and we'll round up. Go ahead, lift up to voice this morning, wherever you may be, cry to God and say, mighty God, Thank you for sending the word for sending the word of life unto me this morning. I receive it with grace and faith. Lift up your voice, wherever you may be, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for sending me this morning.
open, cause the heavens to be open. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. I want you to stretch forth your hand. If you are sick in your body, lay your hand upon your body and let us pray. Father, I thank you this morning for your word which you have brought unto us. Your word is yea and amen. You have brought your word to us this morning that we must reject the desire to be powerful, to be known, a desire to be in control, the desire, the desire to control resources, the desire even, even, even to share your glory. We must reject it. This morning, I ask Lord Jesus, let this word mix with faith in the heart of your children. And Lord, I pray this morning, Father, every prayer that has been offered in that year, personal prayer, prayer for families, individuals, Turn them to testimony. As you go out this morning, the Lord will go with you. The Lord will prosper you. He will cause his face to shine upon you. You are going out in full. You will come back in full. Not just in full, you will come back with testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever you lay this hand upon, it will prosper. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. As many that are sick, be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' most powerful name, we have prayed. 